welcome to Night Tales. I'm your host, Anonymous, and I'll be reading you classic stories that have been written and passed down through the ages. I'll be reading them in a very calm and soothing manner, so you may want to grab a blanket, maybe get under the covers, brew some tea, light a candle, whatever makes you feel warm and cozy. This could be a great thing to fall asleep to if you're like myself and you struggle falling asleep in the silence. And without further ado, this is Night Tales. And now, a continuation and a new journey in our Romeo and or Juliet series. This is based, of course, on the book by Ryan North. It's Romeo and or Juliet, a choosable path adventure. And it's been quite fun to explore here on this podcast. So cozy on up, settle in, and without further ado, this is Romeo and or Juliet, Journey 3. You are Juliet. Right now, you're sitting in your bedroom chatting with your nurse and only friend, Mrs. Angelica Nurse. Yes, her last name is Nurse, and she works as a nurse. (sighs) Don't judge, Juliet. It's not like you haven't capulated a few times before. We've all seen it. Anyway, your nurse, A period nurse, leaves you because it's 9 a.m. and she has things to do. Among them, getting this house ready for the crazy party your parents are throwing tonight. Yes, a crazy party on a Sunday. Who throws a party on Sunday night? The rich who don't have to work, that's who. This includes your parents, and assuming they die without producing any male heirs, eventually you as well. You have things to do too, Juliet. You tear through some quick stomach crunches, three reps of ten, and some peck blasts, four reps of eight, and you're ready to start your day. So, you're well-muscled and your family's rich. What's for breakfast? <laughs> just kidding. Your parents have already planned out your whole day for you for weeks in advance. When you get downstairs, mom and breakfast are already waiting for you. She puts your protein shake on the counter, tells you to drink it up and leaves. Yes, Mom, you say automatically. You reach for the protein shake and bring it to your lips. And because I'm sure you will want to know what you're drinking, let me give you the recipe. Juliet's Pro Power Miracle Shake. Ingredients. One pound of protein. Animal flesh. Basically, you get yours in standing order from the merchant of breakfast downtown. Milk. Instructions. Add meat to giant glass. Pour in milk until mixture is of desired milkiness. Shake vigorously. Enjoy. It's about as good as it sounds, and it sounds great. You chuck down breakfast quickly and efficiently, wiping your mouth with the back of your well-muscled arm, and you're off to start your day. Time to grab this day by the horns and wrestle it into submission. Only at this point, your mom sticks her head in and says, Juliet, 
Would you be a dear and clean your room? Yes, Mom, you say automatically. You go upstairs and clean your room, Juliet, just as you were told. When you're done, you shout downstairs to your mom. I'm done cleaning, Mom, you shout. Good girl, she replies. Please sit there and do your loot homework until I call for you. Yes, Mom, you say automatically. <sighs> you spend several hours practicing on your loot. Yesterday, your mom said that if you get good enough at it, she'll allow you to perform at one of their parties. You don't even like the loot that much, but the idea did excite you a little. Of course, in her next breath, she said you were nowhere near good enough at loot yet and doubled the number of pieces you'd have to learn by the end of the week. After a while, you hear your mother calling up to you. That's enough, Juliet, she shouts. Probably tired of hearing the first few bars of minor key study piece for intermediate loot students number 52 over and over again. You've got two hours of personal time now, but don't leave the castle. Yes, Mom, you say, super excited. Any free time you get is the best time of your day. And that's not really saying much, actually. But enough of that sad stuff. It's time to have some friggin' fun. So the thing is, you're not really allowed out of the house, and everyone is busy prepping for the party. Even your nurse can't talk to you right now. You flex your way downstairs to the servant's kitchen and ask if there's anything you can do to help out. And while you do help them open up a few tricky jars, it only takes half an hour at most to go through every tricky jar you can find. Soon all the jars are opened, and you're surreptitiously screwing on a few lids super tight so at least you'll have something to do tomorrow morning. It's pretty boring, Juliet. <laughs> I should have told you this sooner, but your life is pretty boring these days. All days, really. The sad fact is, it's boring to live in a castle with your parents when nothing interesting happens, and you got big into muscles because then at least you'd have something to do while standing around bored for hours. That something is building muscles. So that's what you do. You go work out so that you might maintain your existing muscles, and maybe get better ones too. Before you know it, your free time is almost over, and it's back into your room. You gingerly put down the weights you were blasting and wipe down your workout equipment. Then you change out of your wet and sweaty and gross and stinky and entirely unsexy Juliet workout tights and into your much less sweaty and at least slightly sexier Juliet hanging around the castle tights with your favorite red dress on top. You're just pulling it up when you hear Angelica calling for you. In a minute, you reply. But a few seconds later, you can hear your mom and Angelica outside your door. Your mom is asking where you are, and Angelica is saying she has already called for you. I called her already. I swear I did. I swear on my virginity at age 12, she says. Which is kind of weird and a little bit pervy. That was kind of weird and a little bit pervy, you say. Muttering to yourself, making the final adjustments to your dress. You leave your bedroom and greet your mother and nurse waiting outside your door. Guys, calm down. I'm here, you say. What do you want? Your mom sends away your nurse. Juliet and I must talk privately, she says. Okay, 
Angelica says, leaving. Wait, I just remembered actually you're allowed to hear our secrets, your mom says. Okay, Angelica says, returning. Wait, before we start, your mom says, pop quiz. How old is my only child? You'd like to say that she's testing your nurse, but you're not entirely convinced your mom actually knows. Angelica says your 17th birthday will be this July 31st. Hey, that's only a few weeks away. Exciting. And she knows it down to the hour because her own child, Susan, was born that same day. Spoiler alert, Angelica tends to go on a bit, so I'm going to cut this down to just the highlights because nobody's getting paid by the word here. Brevity is the soul of wit. That's a saying you can attribute to me, the author of this crazy branching novel. Make sure nobody steals it. So, here are the Angelica highlights. You were born July 31st, and she knows this because her own baby was born the same day. That baby is named Susan. Nice name. That baby is dead now. Whoa. Dang, yo. There was an earthquake on your birthday 14 years ago. Irrelevant information. Feel free to forget this right now. You stopped breastfeeding on that very day. Okay, that's fine. She put wormwood on her nipple to wean you. Okay, whatever, let's move on. This made you mad at her breasts, and you and the breasts had a falling out. How are we still talking about this? The day before the combination earthquake weaning, you fell while walking and bruised your face, and Angelica's husband picked you up to comfort you. Her husband is dead now, too. Oh, well. Her husband asked you if you fell forward on your face, and then asked you if when you grew up, you'd fall backwards instead. What the heck? That's a sex euphemism. Her late husband made sex jokes to a three-year-old. May I just reiterate? What the heck? Seriously. Seriously. Anyway, three-year-old you said yes to this question that you could not possibly understand, and it was oh so hilarious that here we are talking about it over a decade later. At this point, your mom, totally of her own volition and not because I'm getting tired of this myself, asks Angelica to be quiet, which she eventually does, but not before adding, the bruise on your head was as big as a rooster's testicle. Wow. You want to end this here, Juliet? Wait, hold on. I don't really have the context for the rooster's testicle thing. How big are we talking about here? Gosh, I don't know. About the size of a small egg? Okay, cool. Gross. Your mom says she wants you to get married and have kids. Right away. You know, like she did when she was 12. She says you're long overdue, Juliet. Moms, am I right? Anyway. She's organized this party tonight so that you can meet your future husband, to whom you are, as of a few hours ago, already promised. She's set it all up. Wheels are already in motion, so you'll definitely be marrying the dude you meet tonight. Also, she says, it's a masked ball, so everyone will be hiding their faces. You note to yourself that this is a terrible-themed party to have if you actually want to judge how attractive people are, so this dude she wants you to marry must be an uggo. Juliet, says your mom, don't you think this surprise mandatory arranged marriage is the most wonderful news? All right, 
this is getting serious. If you keep doing everything your mother asks of you, you're going to end up married to a stranger, and not just any stranger, but one who thinks the best way to meet women is to get their moms to promise women to him sight unseen. You want to get out of here, see the world, maybe start making some decisions for yourself? Or do you want to say yes, mom, automatically? Yes, mom, you say automatically. Your mother smiles and keeps talking. She says that here in Verona, all the ladies get married at your age. What? That's not true. and has never been true. Just because she got married at that age doesn't mean you have to be a teen mom, too. She says the guy she wants you to marry, Tom Paris, is big into you based on what scant information he's been told, mainly that you're female and fertile. Angelica volunteers that he's the greatest man in the whole world and that his body is as perfect as a wax sculpture. <sighs> you can't think of a single wax sculpture you'd ever want to spend the rest of your life with. Your mom asks you if you can love this Paris guy you've never met or even heard of before just now. It would be really convenient for her if you could because, as she said, this whole thing is a setup to get you married off really quickly. Alright. You stay exactly where you are and say, Yes, Mom, when your mother expects it. Your mother goes on to tell you to check out Paris's rockin' bod and his rockin' eyes in particular. She says that he's a book of pure love that only needs a cover. That's you, Jules. She says it's not right that someone so beautiful as yourself should hide from someone so banging as him. Also, if you marry him, you'll gain access to his wealth, she says. And you'll lose nothing by having sex with him either, because sex in the context of monogamous marriage is cool and fun. In fact, you'll gain from having sex with him, your nurse adds, because you'll get pregnant, and then you'll be bigger. Yes, factually, that is how pregnancy works. Yes or no, your mom says, concluding. Can you promise me that you'll fall in love with this dude you've never met? I cannot stress this enough. Tom Paris's bod is rockin'. For once in your life, say no, mom. Oh, so now you want to start living your life on your own terms? Better late than never, I guess. Um, no, no, I'm not going to promise to fall in love with someone I've never met, Mom, you say. If you think he's so rocking, you marry him. Just then, a servant enters and reminds your mom that it's late and the party has already started. The guests are here, the staff are cursing, the nurse, and everything is entirely out of control. We'll talk about this later, your mom says. As you all make your way down to the party, which is already in progress, your mom takes your hand and squeezes it hard enough to hurt. She smiles at the guests like she doesn't have a care in the world. You will check out Paris's pecs, young lady. She hisses at you through a smile, and you will like them. You squeeze her hand back hard enough to hurt more. I'll do what I please, mom, you say, smiling as pleasantly as you can. Enter the party and everyone is wearing masks. This is so dumb. Also, you don't have a mask, so you have to borrow one from the freebie pile. It's a horse mask with real horsehair mane. You put it on. You are now dressed as a horse. 
your mask, wide-eyed stare, greets the partygoers with a perpetually startled expression. You can see through the holes in the nostrils. Everyone is looking at you, unsettled. You're not sure what Tom Paris looks like, but hopefully he's totally turned off right now. You make your way to the dance floor, and soon you're dancing. Lost in the deafening throb of the aria that fills the air, you start throwing down with some random dudes, and it's actually pretty nice. You're dancing your way through your frustration with your mom and life in general when it happens. You glance out from the dance floor and magically the crowd seems to part to allow your gaze through. There, at the other end of the ballroom, is the most beautiful man you have ever seen. You have no idea who he is. He's wearing a unicorn mask, which isn't helping. You see him glance your way. And before you know what you've done, you've looked away, blushing. You keep dancing, but you can't focus on anything except this guy. You steal another glance at him, and you almost want to roll your eyes. It's ridiculous how attractive that guy is. It's honestly ridiculous. And I'll tell you what, I'll make this easy for you. You already know that you want to chat this guy up, so what if you played him and then made him want to chat you up too? Dude, you could seduce yourself. That honestly seems like a real time saver to me. Be the hot dude, chat myself up, or no, keep being myself, talk to him, I got this. It's time for our Pillow Thoughts segment, and this is based on the book Pillow Thoughts by Courtney Peppernell. But what else am I supposed to do when your hair is soft and your eyes are blue? And my heart turns over at the sound of your name. Only you smile at me the way friends usually do. I am more of a mess than a rainy day because you have no idea I feel this way. <laughs> 